I, I think it's really important to talk about how we actually got to where we are. It was not easy. It took me nine months from actually attending the PD Access Academy to be allowed to do this. Um, and there were many times where I might have given up. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Global Kidney Care Podcast. My name is Roberto Pequa Filho. I'm a nephrologist and the co-chair of the Education Working Group of the International Society of Nephrology. And as usual, I'm here with Smita Sinha, co-hosting this podcast. Hi, Smita. Hi, Roberta. Good to be back. We've got, a, we've got a good podcast today, a little bit different to our usual ones, don't we? I think so. Yeah, yeah. So with today we have with us um, some ladies that are right, really um, innovating in the area of nursing in nephrology. Uh, so we have with us um, Elaine Bowles, Anna Figueiredo and Barbara Cresp. Why don't you guys uh, introduce yourselves, uh, starting with you, Anna? Well... Hi, it's nice to be here talking about nursing. So I'm Ana Figueiredo, I'm a nurse from Brazil, have been doing nephrology nurse for the last 35 years. So it's my pleasure to be here with you. Elaine? Hello, hi, my name is Elaine Bowes and I am here in the UK and I have been a nephrology nurse for over 20 years. In terms of today's podcast, I have been inserting peritoneal dialysis catheters for the last 11 years and I've done over a thousand procedures. And hello, Barbara. Hi, I'm Barbara Crisp. I'm from Peter Maritzburg. I have 22 years experience in nephrology, um, 11 of them in peritoneal dialysis. Um, I think I'm the newbie to the group. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's what I've heard. And uh, we're going to try to explore some of your experiences during this conversation today. Let me just get, get things started by a, a question to all of you, actually. So why did you start inserting PD, uh, PD catheters? Um, so um, here at King's in the UK, um, I started... <laughs> Inserting PD catheters by default, um, simply what happened was our associate specialist who had 15 years experience in putting in PD catheters was leaving. And I called a meeting because I was really concerned about who was going to take over and who was going to learn to put in these PD catheters so that our patients would still have that possibility of access at the point of need. Um, and my consultant said, well, Elaine, You've seen so many go in. I think you should learn to do them. To be honest, I thought he was, he lost his mind rather. But <laughs> as it happens, I did go on to learn how to do this. Um, and um, I've never looked back really. Um, and it's, I think the magic of it being a nurse who's inserting the catheters is it means it closes the circle in that the patient has met you. Uh, knows you, has a rapport with you. You are there when the catheter goes in. You are there when the catheter goes out at the end of their treatment. Um, and um, in that way, um, especially as a patient is awake during this procedure, they do trust you very much. And uh, uh, so the, I think you you really like the story um, and the idea and that motivated you to, you know, leave Brazil uh, go to the UK and and learn a little bit more. So how did that happen? 
Well, it was during the one of the ISPD Congress in Madrid. I met Elaine and she was talking about this and said, oh my God, I need to learn how to do it. I, I need it. Uh, the following year, I arranged with Elaine and said, I, I need to learn. If I'm going to be able to do it when I'm back to Brazil, I don't care. I just want to, to, to be able to help patients, to be able to uh, increase the number of PD patients because we have like some difficulty getting surgeons to insert the catheter. It's not important for them. We need more nephrologists involved. And I said, why not a nurse? So I went there, I like spent two full weeks with Elaine learning all the procedure and I was back to Brazil with full energy. Unfortunately, it didn't went as I expected, but I still believe we can do it. And that's a way for nurses to open other uh, ways, pathways for PD patients. Yeah, we'll get back to that, uh, to what happened to you in Brazil and a little bit of that story. But uh, Barbara, how, how did you get involved in this? Um, I attended the Euro PD Congress and Elaine spoke and presented that she had started inserting the catheters and I met her then. And then a couple of years later, she came to South Africa um, to do a congress here and we met up again. And it's definitely something I would like to do. Our doctors rotate every three months with the exception of our consultant. On our head nephrologist. Um, so we've always got new doctors coming in trying to learn the procedures. And um, I, it would be nice if I was able to do it so that I could teach them instead of having the difficulties that we do have with these junior doctors learning. Yeah, thanks, Barbara. So we're seeing a range of experiences on, but a consistent desire to do PD catheter insertion by uh, by by you guys. Um, and we've started to touch on some of the issues. And I wonder if it would be helpful for the, the listeners to actually understand about the challenges rather than just hearing about this wonderful stuff that Elaine's done. Also, it's, it's it highlights how valuable congresses are, by the way, just listening to you. That face-to-face communication really does encourage spread of innovation across the globe. So here's a shout out for face-to-face congresses. Uh, but getting back to the point in hand. Um, so yeah, Anna, you started on some of the challenges. So I might ask you to pick up on this first and then um, hear what everybody else has to say. Yeah, uh, actually when I got back to, from UK, have spent two weeks with Elaine, very excited doing that. The first thing we, I tried to do is going to the team, the neurology team I work with, and they all agreed, yes, that's great. You are the motivator. You can do it. You've been training patients. We'll close the circle. We went to talk to the surgeon and Elaine came to Brazil at the same year. Just when I got back like three or four months afterward, I put the two together so they, they could see who I trained with. Elaine went to the theater with the doctor so we could discuss more. So everything was arranged inside the hospital. I could do it, had backup from the surgeon. Then I said, okay, I have to move forward for the nursing council. And then <laughs> the problem started. The bureaucracy, the first time I sent the papers, it wasn't enough, have to have a different report. It took ages for them to examine the case, went back to me, uh, no, you can, cannot do that because the medical council will not approve on that. So uh, I would say that the major barrier were the nurses. In our case, in the nursing council, uh, I have the support for the nephrologists in our team, for the surgeon that were my backup for doing that. 
so I'm still fighting with the constancy. Alternatives way to see is like a motor for myself. I, I will not retire before <laughs> having it done. Uh, but it, it, it is disappointing because you see bene the benefit for the patient. You can talk to the patient. You can organize much easier for them to have the PD catheter inserted. Uh, and the nurses just say like, no, that's not our uh, terrain. That's for the doctors, not for the nurses. Uh, it's sad to see it. It's sad when you, you, you as a nurse see far away from that. You can do things. You have more power to do and improve things for patients. That is really surprising, isn't it? Because you would have thought that you would find allyship in your own specialty. Um, Barbara, have you had similar challenges uh, in, in adopting this or has it been easier for you in North Africa? And then we'll hear from Elaine on how she's done it and everybody else can do it. <laughs> it hasn't been easier. Um, we've had, initially I had the full support of my hospital. Um, we, in the last two months, have lost our, um, they've retired or moved on, resigned. Um, we've lost our chief matron and um, she retired and, and some of our hospital management, like the medical manager. Um, I did have the support of the surgeons, but uh, we've got a new surgeon <laughs> as well. And also Grace is our hospital at the moment is um, getting accredited to do offer the nephrology nursing course. And once that is done, management will look at pushing forward so that I'd be allowed to do the insertions myself. So Elaine, uh, you you are the one that has been you know uh, moving around and getting to know realities. Can you take a you know a global perspective of this and and try to identify you know places that this would be easier to do and maybe finish with your own experience in terms of the regulatory issues in the UK. Uh, so the absolute beauty of putting in catheters under local anaesthetic is how is the fact that you don't need a particular theatre space. As long as you have a, a good light, uh, a couch where you can put your patient and also um, some running water and good, and good facilities in order to actually scrub in, then this can be done anywhere. And I would have thought in relation to um, any of our um, low and middle income countries is where where. PD access and indeed dialysis access is an issue. And I know that in the past that, um, that AKI has been treated very successfully with PD catheter insertions. Certainly, um, it came in very handy to have a nurse in Kings who put in PD catheters during the COVID pandemic. And we did actually care for 36 patients with um, acute kidney injury very successfully um, um, over the pandemic. Um, during that, I also trained uh, some um, an interventional radiologist to put in PD catheters, and he assisted me. Um, and the use of um, ultrasound guidance has made things even um, more even more safe than, than they were when I began. And how I do it when in the beginning and how I do it now has changed a great deal. Um, I think we've built in a lot of safety factors. I think the fact that a nurse is involved um, means that the actual pathway and the standard of care has improved in our in our trust. Um, I, I think it's really important to talk about how we actually got to where we are. It was not easy. It took me nine months from actually 
attending the PDXS Academy to be allowed to do this. Um, and there were many times where I might have given up. Um, and I would reiterate what Anna has said. It was actually my nursing colleagues that were the biggest barrier to me beginning to do this. Um, and in the end, what I actually did was once I had gotten through the director of education and surgery and medicine and everything else in the trust, it was the director of nursing who I needed to speak to. And I was very lucky in that we had a new director of nursing who was very innovative. And uh, I booked myself onto a bank shift on the ward at night because I knew she was going to be there. And that's how I managed to get a meeting with her. And she signed off on it the very next day. But it is important to remember that um, that this is it is not it is the skill of the person who's actually doing the procedure and actually following the procedure and the pathway very carefully and understanding all the red flags and all of the things that and really trusting your guide wire when it comes to peritoneal dialysis catheter insertion percutaneously your guide wire is king and you must always trust it and beyond that i think it's it is a very useful way of putting in catheters it means that you can do acute pd immediately um i have trained other nurses there are three other nurses in the UK who I have trained to put in catheters. Two of them are in my own unit and the second is outside my unit. So um, I'm hoping that this will allow and hopefully ensure that other nurses within nephrology consider this as an advanced practice. I remember hearing from uh, Dr. Nathan Levine, who has been involved in the Saving Young Lives pro uh, program that ISN is deeply involved with, saying that this would be like a crucial step for the implementation of um, acute PD, um, increasing access to dialysis in general in regions where dialysis is just not, um, not available yet. And I think um, I, I always agree with that. And you guys probably heard from him how enthusiastic he is about this um, this initiative that your guys are now moving moving forward with. So, Barbara, um, so uh, I mean, you you are based in a low resource setting, and you probably understand the reality of the African continent and the the struggles to you know to implement um, dialysis access in different regions. How do you see that uh, a, a program that has a nursing lab catheter implantation of PD catheters would impact the environment in settings like that? Um, I, I think it would be a lot easier for the patients to get the dialysis. Um, as Anna, I think it was Anna that said, um, the patients trust us. Elaine said it, sorry, Elaine said it. Um, the patients trust us. They get to know us before they get to know the nephrologist. And most of the time it's a different doctor. So there is there is the trust issue. But also um, it's not always that easy to have a doctor at the time that you need to do the insertion. So it would be brilliant if a nurse could do it. Yeah, Barbara, you touch on um, the benefits to patients there as well. Um, and you've identified that trust and Elaine touched on that as well and that continuity. Um, you'd think that would make people really support nurse-led PD catheter insertion, um, but clearly that's not a, a driving factor for some reason. Um, Elaine, you've, you've done them. Um, how do your patients react to a nurse doing it you know does it are they put off are they supported and and how do they feel after the after the event 
Um, I, very honestly, I have never had a a I have never had anyone react badly to a nurse putting in the PD catheters. I make sure they know I am a nurse. Um, and um, I wear my uniform. Um, I wear my blues when I go into the procedure room, but always when I'm meeting them and I'm marking their exit site um, pre-procedure, um, I ensure that they know who I am, what I do and how long I've been doing it. Um, and actually part of the consent process is for them to know how many procedures I have done and my complication rate and, and the possible issues. Um, I think more and more, and especially within, within my own practice, um, our surgeons and our this obviously it's really important for us to work very closely with our surgeons. Everyone is very supportive of what we do. And actually, the fact that you do something for a very long time, because I've been doing this for a long time, your your, your confidence obviously increased, but but your skill increases. And there are things I know now, um, especially when it comes to safety, there are procedures that I won't complete because I will see, I will understand that this is not a procedure that should be completed. And and that is one of the, I think, I think the most important thing for the patients is when they see you and patients are, no one wants to start dialysis and nobody actually wants access. But the reality is if you were there with them and we play music to all our patients, I've put catheters in to the Quran, I've put catheters into death metal, I've put catheters into all sorts of things. And that really helps patients relax. It helps patients understand that you care about them and you want to learn a bit more about them. And actually, once I'm putting the catheter in, I actually do quite a lot of education, especially around that first month after the catheter has gone in, how you're going to care for it. So there is that added bonus to the patient while you're there. Um, certainly, to, to begin with, I, I did have some sleepless nights because there was no precedent. But I think now myself and my colleagues, we are the precedent. I will say Anna is living proof that um, that nurses can be trained how to put in PD catheters very successfully and very efficiently. Um, and I think that it is something that we have also, I've trained many, many, many nephrologists, but most nephrologists come to me have often not seen a PD catheter go in, whereas we have nurses all over the world who have assisted with PD catheters being inserted. So actually, one could argue that nurses, in fact, many PD nurses will be in a better um, in a better place to begin their training. Yeah, that's interesting. And um, so while, you know, trying to, to introduce this program, you probably run through the challenge that even when nephrologists want to do that as non-surgeons um, face, and that is the more complicated cases or the complications that might happen and that might require, for instance, a surgical in, um, uh, intervention. How, how do you see that? I mean, do you see that this is something that could be solved by, you know, getting in touch with surgeons to back up and getting everybody involved through open dialogue? I, I think more and more surgeons now, in fact, now I'm finding surgeons are coming, are asking me to train them how to put in LAPD catheters because they've always done it either 
open or laparoscopically. But now they understand, and especially post-pandemic, there is so much recovery across the globe and surgical space has become, it has become very difficult to find and very difficult to secure. And bed space has become very difficult to secure. So the great thing is our patients come in in the morning they go home that very day, a few hours later, and it is done in an outpatient setting. And so I think surgeons are becoming more involved in this. Often my surgeons will challenge me now. So if I send a, a, a patient to them and say, this is not a catheter I think I should be inserting, they will they will challenge me back and they'll say, actually, Elaine, I think this is a catheter you can insert. I've now reviewed the patient and I'm very happy for you to go ahead. And I've never had a bad experience of that. But I think it's that MDT communication and that actual that pathway and it being very um, that's that that pathway being very um aligned with the surgical pathway that that works so well so in that way the patients get every option so they can have laparoscopic they can have open they can have um lapd catheter insertion they can have um pre-sternal catheter insertions they can have what it is that they will require individually to get them onto pd if that's their choice and i think that's what i'm really passionate about i think this i think the more ways that you can put a catheter in in any hospital setting or in any country the more patients are going to actually um, get all the benefits of having peritoneal dialysis and a home treatment and what would you what are you you know what are your insights on that as well because i think you know you're starting that journey um yes uh, or complete it before you retire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing is, uh, I agree completely with Elaine. Some nowadays, I'm put the catheter with a nephrologist with me. It's like equally uh, because I don't have the official or the official support to do, but we do it both of us always, and it's much easier. I present myself as a nurse and keep talking to the patient, the education point is really interesting because sometimes the patient that's awake with you there ask questions and the nephrologist is not always able to do how to take care of the uh, dressing afterwards, how is the training going to be? So having this relationship with the patient changes everything. And right from the beginning, we have the support for the surgeons in at our hospital. Uh, and we have... Uh, had some case that they say, okay, we can do it. We tried, um, I tried, he tried to put the, the, the needle on, the catheter, and we couldn't do it. So before we do any damage, we just say, okay, we stop here. We apologize for the patient. Well, we can do, we're going to arrange for you. But having the patients um, write up, uh, I say, need that dialysis, and we can organize for next day or even today, if they need be, I think makes all the difference. And Brazil is the number of PD patients are coming down. And one of the things I believe is uh, no one is interested. And uh, it's difficult to put a PD catheter on if you don't have the networking. And so by the time the patient needs dialysis, they actually went on hemodialysis because PD is getting complicated, the pathways. So we, we can make a difference for these patients being acute or chronic patients and having the whole team together makes the difference for the nurses, I think. Yeah, and, and, and that's a clear message coming through. Actually, this is a team thing, isn't it? And if we're going to manage complications effectively, it's not a nurse 
management of a complication. Oh. It's actually how the team manages it. Um, so I think that that message is coming through really clear. Barbara, I want to ask you, you know, you're going through the accreditation process. You will have a vision for your service. Um, you know, what what do you want to see? And what what, you know, yeah, describe that vision for your nurse led PD catheter insertion <laughs> service over the next few years. Um, I'd, I'd love to see the nurses doing it and becoming more active in the PD patients. Um, there's only two of us in my department at the moment, myself and another nurse, um, doing PD. I would love to be able to have more doctors and nurses trained. We have workshops in, we had one two weeks ago in, in our area teaching doctors how to do the insertion on the pork belly. Um, I, I would just love for more patients to have that brilliant option of PD. I, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's pretty much it, isn't it? With the, allowing, allowing nurses to do PD catheter insertions simply enables people to access a really vital exactly. treatment, particularly in environments, low middle income countries, where the alternative is is unthinkable to to Elaine, you know, me and Elaine in in the UK, but it makes a huge difference. Um, you know, Roberto and I, I'm sure we could spend the next hour talking about this and the geopolitics of it all and the politics between nursing alliances and, and medical staff. But actually, it comes down to the basics. You know, patients trust their nurses, provide continuity of care evidently skilled enough to do the procedure and work as a team. So I really hope that the the work that you guys have started can continue to spread um, globally. And and I'm sure it will, because you guys seem pretty motivated to get it done. (laughs) Great. And um, um, anything that ISN is preparing through the allied professionals um, uh, group that you're leading, um, anything in the horizon that ISN could do to contribute to the expansion of programs like this? Well, actually, we're doing one right now. So this one is going to be released next to the Nurses' Day to to show nurses that we can do different things. It's up to us to take the lead. Of course, we need support for government and superiors, but we, as a nurse... I need to be motivated, empower ourselves, we can do it. It's up to us. So I think the, the podcast itself is one thing that the, <laughs> the ISN uh, Kenyan Working Group is doing to, to show it's possible. It's not easy. There's a lot of obstacles, but we can do it. At least we can try to keep it going. Amazing. Right, so on that note of hope for the future um i think we'll have to wrap up but thank you so much barbara anna and elaine thanks so much yeah i'm sure you'll have inspired lots of people and we do get a lot of medics listening to this so hopefully it will inspire the medics to support their nursing teams in delivering this really important service so thank you once again thank Thank you you. for the insight Thank thank you thanks